Amen, amen. Well, if you love the Lord this morning, say amen. amen. I tell you, God is in this place. Hallelujah. It is good to be here, and I am so proud to get to introduce our guest speaker today. Denise Lippy is going to give our word to us today. And Denise grew up in Collerville, Tennessee. She comes from a long line of educators. Her great-great-grandmother, her great-grandmother, and her mother were all elementary school teachers. From a very early age, she learned that education was a priority. She attended Lambeth University in Jacksonville, Tennessee on an academic sports scholarship, and she was granted summa cum laude and earned a Bachelor of Science degree in biology and chemistry. Denise previously served as the vice president of Siemens Medical Solutions USA, which is an $8 billion medical equipment manufacturer. She directed as many as 200 employees in four businesses and with the re uh, annual revenue of $400 million. She currently serves as the vice president of the systems operations for the Proton Therapy Center of Houston, the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. Denise committed her life to Jesus as a young, at a young age and loves God's word, the Bible. And she has a passion for small group ministry. We're so grateful that she and her partner, Nicole, if you would just raise your hand for us. We are so grateful that her and her partner, Nicole, organized our experience unbinding your heart connection groups that we're all experiencing now. So let's give a big resurrection welcome to Denise. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, for those of you who don't know me that well, I want you to take a moment and celebrate one of the just most excellent and terrific times of my life. I was uh, just recently married to Nicole Mai on January 23rd. <laughs> And uh, my family couldn't be here or wouldn't be here. But let me tell you something. God didn't fail me because my mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law are sitting here on the front row. And, and lots of my friend and family. And... You know, Nicole is sitting here, and she is smiling at me, and she is so proud of herself for getting me on this stage today. <laughs> you see, God and I have been tight my whole life, but our relationship is something I kept secret in my adult life until Nicole busted me one morning. I'm a morning person, and I've always gotten up around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and no one knew this, but this is the time, one to two hours, I would spend with God alone, just me and him. And I was on my knees uh, on a prayer pillow that I have, and, and this particular morning I was on my face on the floor, having my heart-to-heart -heart time with God, and I felt a little breeze, and then I heard Nicole's sweet little voice over me saying, what you doing? <laughs> And up until that point, we had really not talked that much about God. It was my big secret. 
except on some pre-date emails because Nicole and I met online and we exchanged one email I remembered in particular where I said, do you believe in God? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, okay, let's go out then. (laughs) (laughs) So there I sat, busted, kneeling actually. And it was at that moment I began sharing my love relationship with Jesus and God with Nicole. And not very long after that, she said, you know, as our friends have heard Nicole say this phrase uh, in front of many things, I'm going to need you to show me how you do that with God. (laughs) And so I did. And then when uh, Janice asked me to preach, I was actually sitting in the third or fourth row there. And as she walked off and I slunk into the floor, Nicole looked at me and said, I'm going to need you to teach these other people, get up there and preach and tell them what you do with God. (laughs) So I'm here to tell you, and and seriously, um, that God has transformed me inside and out. Um, So I'll share a little bit of my story that even my friends and maybe some of my colleagues don't even know. But God has never failed me. I've actually been blessed and treated like a princess, and you heard some of the highlights, the blessings of my career life. So in order to prepare to speak with you today on prayer, I went to God in prayer, and this is what he gave me. The first thing he said was, Denise, you and many in this congregation that are participating in the unbinding your heart prayer time over these 40 days, you are thinking that unbinding your heart means unleashing your hopes and your pain and your burdens and your love and joy to me for healing and deliverance and sharing in relationship with me, like going on a talk with your therapist or your best friend. And he said, it is that. I'm here for that. But today, I have a different message for you in the congregation. Unbinding your heart is really about unbinding my heart. You, all of us, unbinding the heart of God in our lives. It's about you unbinding God's heart, he said again. He told me his message message today is about taking off the bonds which we place on God to keep God and his Holy Spirit and Jesus in that safe, secret place in our lives, like I did. And in turn, we are keeping God from fully pouring out his immense, life-giving, life-changing love to us. He told me today is about fully allowing him to enter into our hearts and unbind his power and life in us so that we are literally reborn, as Jesus described it, born again into a new creation. He told me it's about the filling to the brim of our empty nets. In John 3, 3, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's about the scripture we read today in Luke. When we have done all the work that we can do by our own effort, 
like the disciples that had fished all night. You can come to me, he told me. You can come to God empty and just bring your heart. When you have prayed already with everything that's on your lips, and that's a lot for me, I live up to my last name, <laughs> and you have shouted at him or asked why, why, why with every question in your mind, and you still have needs, he says, I want you to allow me in. I want you to take the bonds off of my heart, Denise, and let me come in and fill you with my love and with real life. So I said, okay, God, that's, that's not a light sermon. <laughs> Ooh, okay, how do I do that? And honestly, it was in that moment, it was like God looked at me and said, Denise, I have been unbinding my heart in your life since you were born. I have been filling you to the brim with healing and my intimate love. And I remembered, you see, <clears throat> as a five-year-old child, having suffered the most severe, uh, I would learn in my adult life, the most severe uh, psychological and physical abuse, I went to Jesus after one of these times. I went to the Jesus they talked about in Sunday school. And I went to him with empty nets. I didn't have any words on my lips. My mind was shattered. And my soul was devastated. And I asked him, please come into my heart and save me from the hell I was experiencing. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because in that moment, God did that. He became my dad and my mother and my big brother and the best manager, boss, teacher you can ever imagine. And so since I was five years old, God became a parent to me, guiding me, teaching me, protecting me. All through this heart-to-heart -heart prayer with him, not really through the church or church's prayer, although that was positive. I never really got the repeat after me prayer because I was Baptist, so we didn't do that. Although it's beautiful, <laughs> it wasn't like that for me. Honestly, to tell you my testimony, it was about getting alone with God. He was my shelter and my refuge, literally in my room, for over 30 years now, being heart to heart about everything with God is all I know. All I knew was reading this Bible and the words would come to life in my heart and God speaking in them and through them. All I know is the Bible is the living voice of God in my life. So in summary, my first point for you is God wants to be in love with you God wants a heart-level relationship with you, even though it's scary. He's still interested in what's on your lips and in your minds, but he wants to know you and be with you. God wants to be the Lord of your life, not because he wants to control you, but because he has prepared the absolute best life for you. And I'm a demonstration. And I am sent here today to tell you about this 
specific kind of prayer that I have lived my whole life with God. Because after researching prayer for this sermon, I discovered that this prayer that I've experienced has a name in a book (laughs) and is known by many other people besides me. It's called the prayer of the heart. And some people even call it a reverse prayer. God's people throughout the ages have studied prayer and there are all kinds and forms as vast as God himself is. But this prayer of the heart is called the prayer of intimacy. It's in uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 34, when Jesus says, like the mother hen who gathers her chicks under her wings, it's when we allow God to gather us unto himself. The prayer of the heart is often referred to as Abba or Emma prayer, which are the very first words a Jewish child learns how to speak because they mean daddy or mommy, and that was what he was to me. Jesus was actually the first Jewish person to refer to God using these words, and in doing so, he invites us into this love relationship with God and with himself. We are actually encouraged encouraged to crawl into God the Father and the Mother's lap and receive love and comfort and healing and strength and encouragement. God literally wants us to go to him with empty nets like the disciples had, or like children, not full of theology and debate, intellectual comments and opinions. He'll take it. He's listened to all of mine. I grew up Baptist. Lord knows we have had it out. (laughs) You know, I didn't have to wait till I was a man to preach or teach Sunday school. And I didn't have to become straight to get married. And that took 30-something years. I'll leave it at (laughs) 30-something. I have said, God, why have you forsaken me? And he said, Denise, I'm right here, and I can take every punch you have. He wants us to go to him with words and open hearts so he may love us as his very own child. In Romans chapter 8, Uh, Let's see, verse 16, it is the very, uh, sorry, when we cry, Abba, Father, it is the very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and everything he has for us and joint heirs with Christ. In Romans 8, verses 26 and 27, likewise, the spirit, capital S, God's Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray, how we ought to pray. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God actually searches our hearts, knows what is in our mind, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And that's what I want to talk about right now. The prayer of the heart then becomes God's Holy Spirit entering into us when we invite him. 
praying from within us and back out to himself isn't that difficult to get your mind around. But that's the God I love and we serve. Powerful and mysterious. We have actually entered into a realm where the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, is the initiator. This is the type of prayer I practice. I didn't know how to initiate five years old, six years old, even 39 years old sometimes. It's actually God's Holy Spirit who creates the prayer we need and sustains it with himself, God. So God is actually praying for us. Who better to pray for us than God himself? Do you get it? You don't have to do anything at all in this type of prayer. You don't have to be good enough or smart enough or say the right words or repeat after me or work hard to deserve God. The God of the entire universe who I believe formed you in the womb, who knew you before you were born, who has a place and a plan and a purpose for your life, will enter into your very being and will understand your feelings, your thoughts, your needs, your struggles, your hopes, your desires, and your dreams like no one else can. And he will heal you of your wounds and encourage you with positive thoughts and meet your needs and set you on your feet to achieve his desires for you and his dreams for you that you can't even imagine for yourself. What little girl from Collierville, Tennessee is a vice president of these companies, people? Come on. <laughs> the holy of holies, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end and the love of my life and yours will stop your pain. I know it. He will stop the madness in your minds and become the love of your life. And he will seat you in an abundant life, the life he has always dreamed for you. It is us who put the bonds on him and say, I can't do that because I'm gay. Or I can't do that because. Jesus said, my kingdom is now. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. My friend Shari reminded me of this. On earth as it is in heaven, that means now. I don't have to wait till I go to eternity. Sorry, great grandma. <laughs> then Jesus said in John chapter 11, verse 40, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So we do have one thing we have to do. We have a choice and an action. It's to believe. So I ask you today, will you believe? Or will you go to God even heart to heart with your unbelief? I've done that. Will you let him in? Will you let go of the fear that believing and coming out of the closet with God, as Nicole forced me out, <laughs> may embarrass you? You might lose a a few friends, I don't know. Will you let go of the resentment you hold against God because of the things that have happened to you or your loved ones? Things that happened, I'm very sorry, but it's because humans are not God and are fallible and they harbor hurt and they hurt others and they don't turn their hearts over to God. It's only by this turning over that we can receive healing and be filled with the love of God 
so that we can love ourselves and love others like he loves us. Will you just let go and let God? Will you enter into a heart-to-heart prayer with God? This is an invitation to be in relationship with God. Will you let go just for a moment of what's on your lips and in your minds tonight or in the morning? Go to your closet in the fetal position on the floor and ask Jesus' Holy Spirit to come into your heart and save your life and make you new. Jesus already made this way in his redemptive work on the cross. Speaking to my friends, would you dare to be out of control and allow God to form your life instead of always being in the driver's seat? There are different ways that this prayer of the heart expresses itself, and it was so fun to do this, to put as my love of education, to put, put the book with my experience. The common way that I learned that I experience God's Holy Spirit is in the Word, the Bible. By now, you know I'm very passionate about it. The Greek term is rhema, which means word. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus used rhema when he said, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Paul used the word rhema in Ephesians 6.17 and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So I learned that me, along with many others, have practiced rhema. And apparently, excuse me, many other people throughout history. And what this means is when reading the Bible, we commonly experience a word in the word. In the South, my grandma called this a quickening of the word. (laughs) Basically what this is, is a reading of scripture and God puts a word into your brain. I don't hear it. I'm not hearing voices. I don't hear it audibly. But God puts a word in my brain and uses it to encourage me and guide me. In my words, it happens like this, my experience of Rama. I go to a quiet place in the house. I try to get away from Nicole. (laughs) Just kidding. I get a nice cup of coffee, and I maybe light a candle, and I read a small group of scriptural passages. I close my eyes. I clear my mind, and I ask God to come in and teach me. And if I'm struggling with clearing my mind, I go to my knees on the floor and maybe even put my face on the floor because sometimes I need to position myself to get um, unfull of myself and position myself to receive from a greater power than me. And then God speaks in my mind and he will speak a truth or a knowledge or a knowing that I didn't have before I read these words and before I went to him in prayer. And it's like a light bulb goes off and I've learned something which I will never be the same. It is always healing and encouraging and loving. The other day, Nicole and I uh, were in different rooms of the house and we were practicing prayer through the Unbinding Your Heart. And it was we had read Luke chapter 1 And uh, besides being amused that Rahab the prostitute and Ruth the suspected lesbian 
were the two women mentioned in the lineage of Jesus, <laughs> I was overtaken with a clear word from God. And I came out from that moment, and Nicole met me in the kitchen, and she was in tears. And I said, what's going on? And she said, I got such a word from God today. She said, my roots go up. My roots didn't go down. I was fatherless on this earth. I didn't get fathered very well, but God is my father, and I am his child and my roots go up and I'm in the lineage of Jesus Christ and I said amen sister I got the same word and I'm not lying to you <laughs> I said God told me that we are his children and through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ we are in the lineage amen, amen. there are two other expressions of the heart that God wanted me to share with you <clears throat> In the prayer of the heart, some people, and I'm going to say this Southern, experience glossolalia or the scary speaking in tongues. <laughs> but let me tell you something I learned about this. This experience is common. And what was interested to me is it's actually a release of God's spirit within us praying for us back to himself like we talked about, right? So, it is also called the language of prayer. It is when we let go and let go the control of our lips and the words in our mind, and we allow God's Holy Spirit into us, and he is praying in us, through us, back to himself. It's beautiful. I have experienced this. Nicole has not busted me yet. It's a very personal experience, loving and beautiful, and it's nothing to be afraid of. And finally, another expression of the prayer of the heart is holy laughter, where the joy of the Holy Spirit wells up within a person and, this, and bursts forth as high unholy laughter. I haven't experienced this. It often happens in community. But I know that happiness is the and laughter scientifically is the best medicine so I can see how God could use this too the ways that God prays in us and through us for us are as vast as God himself and the ways that you can reach out with your heart to God are as vast as God himself let's take a look at this movie clip that wall behind the house why does it have little pieces of paper in it? Oh, that's Minnie's wall. She made it herself. I guess you noticed she's a little different, huh? She sure gets upset easy. She had a twin sister, April. The one who died? Mm-hmm. It's like the two of them were one soul sharing two bodies. If April got a toothache, May's gum will plump up red. One time, my father used a belt strap on April. I swear, welts rose up on May's legs, too. <laughs> when April died, it was like the whole world became May's twin sister. And we tried for years to get her help, but the doctors just kept telling us to put her away. So June and I come up with this idea of the Wailing Wall. What kind of wall? The Wailing Wall, like the one in Jerusalem. The Jewish people go there to mourn. See, they write their prayers on tiny pieces of paper, and then they tuck them in the wall. And that's what Miss May does. 
Those bits of paper are all the heavy feelings May carries around. Seems like the only thing that helps him. Poor Miss May. Yeah, poor Miss May. So in closing, I hope you heard today that God is in love with you and wants to be in a love affair with you because he wants you to have the dream life that he intended for you to have here and now. I hope you learned about the prayer of the heart, what it is and its expressions. I ask you now, to take time and dare to enter into this prayer of the heart with God. I promise you, he will be faithful and respond. We're gonna have an opportunity today and over the next five weeks here at Resurrection, we have a beautiful wall, wailing wall, and you will have the chance to take a small piece of paper and write your prayer on it and put it in the wall. I promise God will be faithful. I know this from experience. He has always responded in my life. That's how ordinary girls from Kyerville, Tennessee, Tom girls much the less, end up preaching. <laughs> I'm gonna close with scripture because I love God's word. In all things we are more, you are more than conquerors through him who loves you. For I am convinced, this is the Apostle Paul, and I feel the same way, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation sexuality will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.